This is Howard Anderson, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today we're speaking with Chris Howerhan, Manager of Development and Programs at the Health Information Trust Alliance. Thanks so much for joining us today, Chris. Thanks, Howard. Um, you recently conducted an analysis of the breaches affecting 500 or more individuals that have been reported so far to the HHS Office for Civil Rights. You estimate that the organizations that have reported breaches so far may have to spend nearly a billion dollars to deal with the incidents. Please explain a little bit about how you came up with that figure. There's there's a lot of information out there um, about the cost of a breach, uh, both from the notification perspective as well as you know general um, uh, effect on an on an organization like loss of customers. Um, and, and actually, I utilize the, the Poneman Institute's annual cost analysis of, of a breach. And they look at a number of different things involved with a breach, and they're not just focused on, on health care, but they, they evaluate the direct and the indirect costs associated with, with a breach on a per-record basis. Um, and, and, and those direct and indirect costs include things like detection, escalation, response, containment, the notification, and then any post activities, legal defense, things like that, and, and also credit monitoring, what have you. Um, and, and, and they came up with, and they've been doing this again for about five years, and they came up with a number of uh, $204 per record as being the, the total cost uh, an organization can expect uh, for a breach. And that breaks down to about $144 in indirect costs and then $60 in direct costs. So I use that that two hundred and four dollars in in evaluating the the about a billion dollars the industry has experienced since um, this this notification uh, has been has been made public. It, it, there's there's probably some give and take there in, in terms of what the what the real cost is, but I think that you know based on that that's probably one of the the more accurate the more accurate assumptions one can make. Um, and then there's also uh, an analysis that, that the Office of Civil Rights, OCR, who is responsible for the enforcement of uh, HIPAA now, uh, they have done their own analysis of what the cost of notification is. Um, so taking away any of those indirect costs and also the costs of the forensics analysis and, and response to a breach, um, just looking at the notification, uh, they cite about $5.89 um, per record. Uh, so, so that obviously would would amount to a much uh, smaller number in terms of the total cost here. But evaluating the total cost of, of the breach, not just the notification, um, you know, we expect that on average there's about there's about a seven seven point five million dollar cost to to organizations. So, what are some of the major expenses involved in dealing with a healthcare information breach specifically? What are usually the big ticket items? Um, again, going back to uh, what what the Poneman Institute um, has has provided the industry with, the, the indirect costs are significantly higher than the direct costs. Again, they make up about 144 dollars of the of the 204 dollars per record there. So that I mean that's that's looking at your loss of customers, existing customers, and the loss of new customers, what they call the churn rates. And actually, they have noted that that in the healthcare, out of all the industries they evaluated, retail, financial, pharmaceutical, et cetera, uh, healthcare actually experiences one of the higher churn rates at about 6% uh, after a breach is experienced. Um, and again, that's, that's about 40% of, of the total cost per record um, after, after a breach. Looking at the direct costs, 
again, that'll contain things like your detection, your containment, your notification, and then your post response. And of that, uh, the, the investigations and forensics make up about 10%. Any consulting services tend to make up about 10%. And then legal defense makes up about 15% there. As a result of your research, what would you say are the most important strategies for preventing breaches and avoiding all these expenses you've been describing? For example, so many of the incidents have involved the theft or loss of portable computers and media. So should those devices be encrypted to prevent the breaches in the first place? And what other applications of encryption should be considered? Looking at just the the data uh, provided by HHS on these breaches, uh, encryption is definitely at the forefront of controls the strategies to reduce the risk of a breach, um, and, and not just of, of laptops, also looking at your mobile media, uh, like your USB drives or your CDs and DVDs that information may be stored on, and then also even desktops. There was a pretty significant number of breaches uh, of hospitals and physician practices where a desktop was actually taken from, from the facility. They were broken into or someone just walked out with one. Uh, so it's not just just people leaving laptops unattended at the airport or in their cars and, and they get lost or stolen that way. Beyond that specific thing, you know, I, I, I can't advocate enough of, of awareness of, of security with, with your population, with your users. Um, and, and not just on, on what are good, good practices, but why these practices are needed, specifically in healthcare. Uh, as, as the industry transitions to a more electronic uh, infrastructure where the PHI is no longer sitting on paper records, but in a database or again on, on a laptop or a, or on a CD, um, the, the need for security uh, needs to be communicated to these folks so that they can take that responsibility into their own hands and, and they are willing to go, you know, the extra mile to create a secure password or not share their password or username with, you know, their friends or a physician with the nurses, um, and and being able to communicate why this is important in, in their terms, why uh, a lack of security and a lack of privacy can actually affect the patients that, that come into a hospital or a, a physician practice and, and could actually um, affect their safety if they can't trust that them turning over certain certain information uh, because it won't be you know maintained and secure and private uh, could affect the care that they're provided with. Um, and also, obviously, there's the impact on, on the systems. If, if someone gets in there, they could steal a lot of information or they could uh, negatively affect the system to where it can't operate and, and they can't be they can't be relied upon for providing care again. And then finally, just general risk management. Um, and, and this is uh, something that, that seems pretty fundamental and actually is one of the fundamental controls and requirements of uh, the HIPAA security rule, but being able to evaluate uh, your high-risk areas and then act based on you know, where your gaps are, what controls you do and do not have in place. Uh, and this is really getting down to being able to focus your your limited budget, your limited resources on the highest risk areas versus spending all this extra money that essentially is going to waste because you're not getting an equitable return in terms of risk reduction. Should healthcare organizations consider whether it's prudent to store any health information on mobile devices? And would you advise organizations to store information primarily on network drives rather than any type of local device, even a desktop PC, as a result of the data we're seeing and the breaches reported? It's definitely difficult for organizations to 
uh, completely lock down a device to the point where uh, no information can be stored on there. But I definitely would advocate uh, setting up some sort of network drives, some sort of cloud storage uh, that, that users can store the information there. It can be centrally managed. It can be protected on, under a number of layers of, of controls and defense. Uh, and then if, if a device is lost or stolen, it's no big deal. It's only the cost of replacing the device because there's no records stored on there. Uh, obviously, if you can't achieve that, then you have to go and fall back to the next best thing, which is encrypting the, the device uh, so that if the device is lost or stolen, uh, the information on there cannot be accessed. How should organizations be working with their business associates to make sure they have taken adequate security steps? What, what kinds of questions should healthcare organizations be asking their business partners? Yeah, un- unfortunately, the uh, the way organizations have been acting in the past uh, up to this point has been relying pretty much solely on, on contracts, on business associate agreements uh, for enabling security with their third parties. Uh, this is just uh, grossly inadequate, in my opinion. Uh, there's about you know, 20% of the breaches that HHS posted uh, involved a third party, a business partner, uh, and, and the number of other data sources out there uh, point to the same, about the same number, about a fifth of, of all breaches involving a, a third party. What I would advise organizations to do and what I think is, is prudent is doing some sort of due diligence around your around your business associates. And, and this may vary from relying on contracts where little to no information is shared uh, to doing full on-site third-party reviews of their security program uh, to to understand what, what controls they have and have not in place and then developing some sort of corrective action plan based on that. And then there's, there's an area in between there. So either sending out a questionnaire or doing some sort of uh, remote review, so reviewing documents, interviewing people, and getting an understanding that way. Uh, and again, you know, falling back on on a good risk management strategy to define what the appropriate uh, level of review needs to be, uh, where the impact may be low, you can rely on a contract or a questionnaire. The impact's high, you may ask for the full on-site review by a third party. And really, with with the change that the changes that are coming with high tech and and the changes to HIPAA, business associates are now directly subject to the security rule. So they in effect, have to be doing these risk assessments themselves, uh, and then they should be able to provide those results out to their third parties. So in theory, this shouldn't be more burdensome on business associates than, than what they're expected to do. In practice, business associates probably haven't been doing these risk assessments, so there will be a little bit of, of growing pains, if you will, um, in, in getting up to speed. But getting, getting more insight beyond just a contract is, is definitely needed. Any other advice we haven't covered yet on breach prevention strategies that hospitals and clinics and other covered entities should consider? The other big area of focus is obviously on this concept of data leakage or data loss. Uh, information just getting out um, in, in ways that, that you may not be aware of, you know, through the endpoints or through actual transit transmissions, uh, people setting up or, or setting up a, a file sharing aspect on their on their machines or you know engaging in, in P2P software, things like that, is is difficult to manage in in these you know somewhat open environments of a hospital and a physician practice and is something that you know is 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 also going to be a, a big loss of PHI going forward. So being able to implement some sort of technology around that, again make sure people are aware of the risks that uh, they're 
bringing into the organization by you know downloading something from an un, untrusted website uh, or setting up some sort of file sharing uh, tool on on their system. Um, and, and and that's that's again that's a combination of you know people processes and and technology you know uh, one one technology solution can't can't solve it and you can't just rely on education and awareness either. Finally, some organizations adopting their first electronic health record systems may be considering using a remotely hosted electronic record system using the cloud computing model. Uh, what security questions should be posed to those vendors in those cases? Uh, really, it should be the, the same questions and, and the same process that you would use for any of the other business associates. Um, you know, first and foremost, looking at what what is the level of control that this this outsource or this this cloud hosting provider has over the system. Is it is it something that they're just providing infrastructure and and the covered entity, the business associate, is managing it um, in terms of access and patching and things like that, or is it? on the other end of the spectrum where the cloud provider is managing pretty much everything and all you're doing is being able to pull the data and, and upload the data. Uh, so so based on whatever that relationship is, dictates the level of control that you or your third-party outsourcer may have and thus the, the level of due diligence you should probably do into this. If it's on the end of the spectrum where the where the cloud provider is is managing the system completely and providing a lot of uh, those basic IT and, and even security functions, then, again, being able to get a risk assessment back from them and understand what security control is in place, what their security program looks like, so that you can get some some assurance, you can get some comfort that uh, they're not going to experience a breach and your data is not going to get out there because if it does, you're going to be the one on the HHS website and not not this, this cloud provider. And I guess in that vein, you know, some of the key areas that you would want to evaluate would be things like access control, patch management, vulnerability management. Are they scanning, monitoring, logging? Are they, you know, making sure that that suspicious activity isn't being conducted on your on your systems uh, and with your data? Okay, thanks, Chris. We've been talking today with Chris Howerhan of High Trust. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so much for listening.